The Mortgage Calculator, your favorite non-QM lender with over 5,000 unique loan products. All right. So welcome, everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I'm the COO of The Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our president, Nick Hershey, and our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez. We are a correspondent lender, and what we do every morning on the show is go through our actual live mortgage rates, and then we do a deep dive into a different topic. Today's loan topic is going to be ITIN borrowers. So a lot of uh, misconception about what an ITIN borrower is, so I'm sure we'll go over that here shortly once our sales manager, Jose Uh, pulls up our deep dive topic for today. But before we do that, we'll do what we do every morning, which is go through the live rates. So Nick, if you're ready, let's go ahead and pull up our pricing tool and look at the live rates for this morning for our different loan programs. All right, let me switch my screen. And we will check out the markets today. There we go. So this is our pricing tool. This is for our team of mortgage professionals. It will show us the general rates for today, February 29th, just after 11 a.m. Eastern. Some of our standard programs are live here. If you'd like a full breakdown of all of the itemized fees that go into the APR, please get with one of our team members. We have over 300 licensed loan officers. For the demo, as we do every day, we'll set up a basic scenario so we can compare across the programs on the different APRs here. So we'll set up a loan amount of 400000 We'll set the LTV to 80% loan, 20% down payment. And we'll ask the computer to find the lowest rates we can offer for conforming conventional. We'll compare that with FHA, which is usually the second option most borrowers look at. And then we'll go into our expanded guidelines where we have over 5,000 additional loan programs beyond the standard here. We also offer VA and USDA. VA is only for eligible vets and active service members. We did episodes on that last week. Check out those programs there. And if you need a quote, just let us know. And same thing with USDA, that's only for eligible properties. If you do happen to be looking, just let us know. And we did an episode last week if you want to check out the different options. For today, we'll start with conforming conventional. We'll do a purchase, 30-year fixed loan, primary occupancy, single-family home, one unit, state of Florida, county Miami-Dade. And for all the demos, we use an estimated credit score of 760 and an estimated debt-to-income ratio here of 40. So let's check out the conventional options today. All right, yesterday it went down a touch. Today, it looks like it might go back up a touch, so definitely lock these options in this morning if you're out there looking. Uh, we got a 6.5 rate for 2.375 discount points in costs. What's the final APR at 6.788, which is a little lower than we were at yesterday. Uh, we were at about 6.9 yesterday, remember. So good options for our customers that need to use conventional. And if our customer doesn't qualify for any reason for conforming conventional, the next option we want to present is typically an FHA option. So we'll set up everything the same. FHA does allow a little more leniency on credit events as well as a much higher debt to income ratio we can push it to. However, we will keep it exactly the same so we can compare apples to apples here across the programs. And uh, as usual, FHA ticked down as well yesterday, 5.75 rate, 2.375 discount points they cost, puts the final PR at 6.687. So just a touch under conventional there today. So a good option for our customers that qualify for both. FHA might be a touch cheaper like today. And for our customers that need to use FHA, this APR here does include all the upfront and yearly mortgage insurance that is required. So definitely a very good option as FHA is almost identical to conventional in this case. 
Now, where we love to specialize is if our customer, unfortunately, doesn't qualify for either conventional or FHA, many other banks or lenders would have to deny that customer, unfortunately. So that's where we love to present our 5,000 additional options here under expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM. So we'll keep everything the same, but now we get a new option that pops up where we can change our income type. So full documents is what we use for conventional non-QM. That means two years of tax returns. So if our customer doesn't qualify using two years of tax returns, we'll take advantage of one of these alternatives. We have asset-related programs, business bank statement programs, the investor programs here are just for investment properties. We'll look at those in a second. Personal bank statement, 12 month is the most popular. That's what we use today. We also have RSU, stated income, VOE, 1099, PL, no income, CDFI, all kinds of variations. The most popular is our 12 month bank statement. That's for our self-employed borrowers. Many times it's our self-employed borrowers when they submit two years of tax returns, we'll have various write-offs and may not qualify at all, or just may need a little extra income. Either way, we can help with no tax returns at all, just their last 12 bank statements. And we'll use those bank statements to determine a debt to income ratio of 40% here in our example, using just their cash in the bank, no tax returns at all. So typically the customers will qualify for much more income using this method. So let's check out our non-QM solutions today. Oh, it went down just a touch. So uh, as I say every day, non-QM doesn't move hourly or even daily sometimes not even weekly, uh, but we did have some movement from the other show. So 7% rate, 2.225 discount poison cost, puts up on LPR at 7.39. Yesterday, all the options were at 7.4 something. So one of the options went down a touch. Hopefully uh, all the options do start going down here soon. Now, if we scroll down, there's hundreds of variations here. Some of these at higher rates and costs may allow bankruptcies, foreclosures, other credit events. And some may allow different ways to calculate the income. So hundreds of variations. Please get with our team to find the best ones. And for our final demos, we always want to do live pricing for investment properties. We love to work with investors. So we'll set up the basic scenario again, 400,000 loan amount, 80% loan to value, 20% down payment. And we'll ask the computer to find the lowest rates for conforming conventional options for investments, and we'll compare that with our non-QM options. Remember, government programs, FHA, VA, USDA, do not work for investments. So we'll start with conforming conventional. Everything is gonna stay the same as all our other demos. We've only changed the occupancy to investment. So let's check out the conventional investment options. And as usual, we have a portfolio option at the top that's not actually conventional, so that's a uh, using conventional guidelines, however, doesn't have the same adjustments that are required usually. So this option 6.875 rate for 3.25 discount points and costs puts the final APR at 7.264. Our first true conventional option here is a Fannie and Freddie option, both. So same price for both. 7.125 for 3.25 discount points and costs puts the final APR at 7.522. So this does include the adjustments that are for Fannie and Freddie. So a little bit higher rate there. Uh, when it does have to include those adjustments. So definitely recommend our customers looking for investments, either check out our portfolio options if you're wanting to go full doc or compare that to our non-QM, which will be our final demo here. So we'll set up investment property again, ADLTV again. And this time we'll pick our expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM. So a few different options here. First, we need to select the income. 
most popular income type for investors is our DSCR because it doesn't require any income or employment or documentation on that from our borrowers. We simply use the estimated rental income from the appraisal to determine a DSCR value. It stands for debt service coverage ratio. If the estimated rents can cover the expenses, aka the property cash flows, that's a ratio of one or higher. We also have options for ratios under one where the property may not cash flow. But for the demo, we always put 1.5 so that all the best options pop up. And finally, a prepayment penalty is standard on these programs. Three years is what we always use. There are options for no prepay that does cost more and limit what shows up. And there are some loan programs that allow five years, which will limit what shows up, but does save some money. Since three years is standard, that's what we always use for our demo here. So we can see the most common options. And again, absolutely smoking DSCR. 6.75 rate, 3.025 discount points of cost. Because the final here at 7.216 for a DSCR option. Smoking conventional, smoking the portfolio option. Absolutely amazing. 100% of investors will use this option if you present it because of the flexibility and ease of the DSCR program. No income, no employment documentation. And you can do one, two, five, ten 10 of these loans at a time for our investors with multiple properties. So tons of flexibility here. And there's hundreds of variations if we scroll down. Some of these may allow bankruptcies, foreclosures, other credit issues. Some may allow different ways to calculate the income, such as short-term rental income, very popular request. And some may allow unique properties or unique borrowers. So that's our topic for today. Lots of flexibility for DSCR. And our topic for today is our I-10 borrowers. So... DSCR and some of our other programs allow for I-10 borrowers. So that's a borrower who does not have legal status in the U.S. as a citizen, uh, but may have some other sort of status and is not a foreign national. They're making income in the U.S. So, uh, Jose, let's talk a little more detail about what they are and what they aren't, like we do every time, right? They're not a foreign national. An I-10 is similar, but not, right? And they're also not a U.S. citizen, right? There's three kind of categories there. And within I-10, there are different types, right? There's some borrowers who may have a valid visa. There's some borrowers who may have expired their visa and may not actually have a legal status at the moment in the United States. Uh, so a little bit tricky there. Let's make sure we define it first. And then we'll talk about what programs are available for our borrowers that do fall within that I-10 box. So Jose, if you're ready, let's talk about what an I-10 is and is not first. And then we'll get into some examples. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Daily Mortgage Race Live with the Mortgage Calculator. Um, an I-10 borrower is commonly uh, confused with a foreign national borrower, right? Uh, the only similarity there between the two is that um, they do not have legal status as permanent residents nor citizens in the U.S., right? Uh, but where they uh, deviate uh, from the path is that the four national, uh, you are not allowed to consider any income being derived by that four national in the United States because the four national does not have the authorization to work legally in the United States. Uh, the ITIN borrower uh, is deriving their income from the United States. Now, that does not mean that they are legally allowed to work in the United States because if they did, they would have a work authorization permit or they would have a visa that would 
also afford them uh, the authorization to work. Uh, but they, uh, for the ITIN loan, the income is required to be derived from the United States. The second difference between the ITIN borrower and the foreign national borrower is that the ITIN borrower is required to have U.S.-based credit and a U.S.-based credit score, whereas the foreign national borrower is not allowed, uh, I mean, excuse me, is not required to have uh, U.S. credit. Um, if they do, though, have any U.S.-based credit, then the uh, regular credit guidelines for the program that they are applying for will apply. So first, uh, remember, ITIN borrower uh, lives in the U.S. also. That's another uh, difference. The foreign national borrower permanently resides somewhere else and is going to be uh, purchasing that property in the U.S. either as a second home or as an investment property, whereas the ITIN borrower could be buying it as a primary or as a second home or as an investment borrower because one of the requirements here is for they to reside permanently in, and derive their income in the United States and also have U.S.-based credit. Now, I will state that when you are running the credit report for the ITIN borrower, make sure that you use the ITIN, which is a number. Uh, that's the number that has to be put in the system starts with a nine. So a couple of differences there. Um, now the ITIN sector is one of the hottest sector in secondary. So there is uh, definitely markets opening up for ITIN borrowers, just like the DSCR borrowers. So I would recommend those of you that haven't uh, explored this additional loan opportunity, you may be leaving money on the table. So let me share the options that I have with you today. I have uh, four options for you today. Our first option is our full dock purchase, 85% max LTV for our ITIN borrowers. That's pretty amazing there. And here we're looking at 9.625% as the lowest cost option and 8.999% as the lowest rate option for our full dock borrower. Now, what will probably usually be the case on these ITIN full dock loans is that um, most likely you're not going to be verifying income with W-2s uh, because a W-2 would require a social security number, uh, which the ITIN borrowers do not have. So most of the full dock purchases you're going to have will be self-employed borrowers that are filing tax returns for their business. Now, I wanted to show, as I always like to do, a different uh, example for this full doc option at 80% loan to value, which is a little bit uh, more in line with the standard loan to value. Then you can see that the rate does drop. We're looking at 9.749 at par. In this other scenario, we had 9.625 was costing one and a quarter. So 9.749 is at par, and you can buy that down all the way to 8.249%, much lower than the 85% LTV option. 
And next one I wanted to bring up is I-10 bank statement purchases. This one is for a primary purchase, even though we do have the option for an investment as well. So we do have investment bank statement I-10 purchases. They just reduced the LTV by 5%. But in this scenario here for a primary I-10 purchase, we're looking at 80% LTV as the maximum LTV. And you're looking at 9875 as your lowest cost option and 8.625 as your lowest rate option. And then for my last example here, as we love the DSCR, so believe it or not, we do have a DSCR option for I-10, pretty exciting stuff. So we are looking at 8.625% as our lowest cost option and 7.875% as our lowest rate option at our maximum loan to value of 75% LTV. So please do look uh, uh, towards the mortgage calculator for assistance with all of your ITIN loans, whether you are a borrower or whether you are an industry professional looking to place your loan. All right. I don't see any questions there in the chat. I think the biggest thing with this usually, Jose, is remembering the difference between foreign national, I-10, you know, uh, regular borrowers there. So everybody just beware of, of those points. Yeah. The, the other point here that I would stress that everyone look at when they are structuring their I-10 loans is documentation requirements for the guidelines that you are using for the program option that has been selected. They differ. Remember, this is the non-QM world. There is no generic uh, one guideline fits all for all ITIN loans. So the identification of the borrower is one of the sticking points that I would recommend that we all review because in some cases they do require unexpired state or federal U.S. issued identification, right? So that may be a sticking point. So please do note uh, on the options that you're selecting, review the guidelines and see what the identification documentation requirements are to make sure that you don't get stuck when you thought you're going to have a clear to close and then all of a sudden your loan dies because of the ID. Let me uh, let me ask you a question, Jose. So. If they have a green card, are they an I-10 borrower? No. If they sir. have work authorization. What kind of loans can they do if they have a green card and they have if, work off? Well, let's let's take it with the less, uh, I guess, qualified example in terms of the totem pole of residency, right? Non-permanent resident alien would be at the bottom of that totem pole, but they were, but they are still, if they're a non-permanent resident alien with an, uh, an a work authorization card, right, then they are legally allowed to work in the U.S. and they would qualify for any program that any U.S. resident or U.S. citizen would qualify for. Now, I would also stress again to review um, the guidelines and any applicable overlays uh, that uh, the investor or the lender that you're choosing 
for that loan may have, because even though the general guidelines, for example, for agency loans say that that is possible, there may be an overlay that that particular conduit is placing uh, for uh, non-permanent resident aliens with work authorization. And a very good example that I use for that is DACA, D-A-C-A. Our DACA holding uh, borrowers are considered non-permanent resident aliens. They do have a work permit authorization, but they have the, they're here via the DACA. I don't know if you're gonna call it the DACA visa, but um, that is something that does vary uh, from conduit to conduit when uh, structuring your loans. So be on the lookout for that. So what's the level above non-permanent resident alien? Would be Our, a green card, right? A green yep. card holder, permanent resident alien, right? Yes. Is the next level above. And then yep. uh, I guess resident, once they get their actual resident card is the same well, as... Uh, the permanent resident alien with the green card is just the, the status there. And then the next one above that would be once somebody is a full-fledged citizen. So that takes usually... Uh, um, five years, a, after five years, yeah, minimum. Yep. So they will, well, they will stay as permanent resident alien unless they become a citizen. So those Correct. are the three statuses. There. And and it's very important to note on the applications that depending on their residency status, you are going to have to provide the necessary documentation. So if they are a resident, not a citizen, uh, that residency card front and back. Uh, if if there's any red flags that come up in the in the application because the social security number may have been issued recently, uh, then underwriting may ask you to confirm that they are U.S. citizens, and usually that's done by providing a copy of their passport. Right, so uh, that's just things to be on the lookout when you do get those red flags, like on the credit report, where you see social security number issued within the last. 10 years or something like that, that you get those alerts, be on the lookout for underwriting, asking you for additional documentation to prove the borrower's citizenship, as well as if they have a work authorization permit that you do have to provide that card. And if the card is expired and is in the process of renewal, then you will also have to provide um, documentation of the renewal status, either that it's in process, whatever it may be, but you're, you're going to be asked to uh, document the, the status of the renewal to ensure that it is actually being renewed. And you may face difficulties if it's the first time that they're renewing the card, they haven't renewed it before. Uh, underwriting may ask you to jump through a couple more hoops of fire. And usually uh, they need six months or more left on their authorization before you have to jump through all those hoops is a yes. general rule of thumb. Yep. Gotcha. And then just to, just to clarify, so someone with uh, that's not technically uh, having non-status, right? So ITINS is someone that doesn't have any legal status. So if they do have legal status, if they have the work authorization, they can do conventional, correct? Yep, and if they have, yeah, they can do conventional. They can do FHA. Can they do FHA? They can do let me VA. let me let me get where I'm going here, though. Can they do VA? Uh, well, the VA they got to be a veteran, though. So they can't be a veteran. Veteran or not active a... military. Uh, but there are. I mean, I'm not too familiar on 
the requirements of the military of having status or not, but you know, VA. Has I'm to- sure. I'm sure they could enroll, but yeah, it'd be very rare where you have an I-10 person who would be VA eligible, or uh, sorry, not an I-10, a permanent resident that would be VA eligible. Um, and then USDA obviously uh, is property based, right? So uh, typically, if you have someone that doesn't have status, you'd be looking at conventional or FHA, right? And then if they uh, don't have status, we're talking I-10, which we just went through today, correct? Correct. Plus also non-QM for the people that are non-permanent resident aliens, depending on the loan type, yet non-QM would always be uh, an option as well. But again, like I was saying, be on the lookout for, on the agency side, overlays, and on the non-QM side, the actual guidelines for the conduit you've chosen for the loan, because they do all vary from conduit to conduit. The guidelines all vary. All right. Well, I don't see any questions, so we can go ahead and wrap it up. Remember, we do this 11 a.m. Eastern every weekday where we go through the live mortgage rates and do a deep dive into a different topic. We'll be back tomorrow with a new topic. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you for the presentation, Jose. And we will see you all tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern for the next episode of Daily Mortgage Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Apply now at themortgagecalculator.com for instant mortgage rate quotes for over 5,000 loan products.